swords and handle art to spark souls and charge souls to cross roads and bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest and store some legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's a grand theft of old scrolls simon's quest the drone earl rock shoes to air clue keeps the exit gaming news the police get some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is A-Dub. You can find us on control-issues.com. That dash is a hyphen. Controlling issues are as advertised. Uh, you can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be, Stitcher Radio, River Radio. or Land Radio. Himalayan Radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also a little outlet known as iTunes podcast and fucking Google Play. <laughs> Check those out. <clears throat> Go to Twitter at my control issues is the handle. And you can also head on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure. AMC, what it look like? Oh, I'm doing great, A dub. Um we got daylight savings, so I will yeah. go. 5 a.m. with Theo because yeah. he ain't on daylight savings. He doesn't understand the hardships of tilling tilling the soil <laughs> at different times <laughs> of the day. <laughs> Working the land. Yeah. Yeah, I got Theo waking up at 5 a.m. because he's used to waking up at 6 a.m. And then I got Killer waking up at 4 a.m. to be fed because he's used to being fed. Well, he starts begging for food at 5. I usually don't feed him until like 7. And so, yeah, he was up an hour early begging for food. So I was just, I was just up, but other than that, <laughs> feeding your family. <laughs> yeah. Then I went to a, well, I went to a pumpkin patch, uh, was supposed to go, took Theo. We got there and the pumpkin patch was shut down because it's Sunday. And apparently after Halloween, they shut all that shit down. <laughs> we didn't get to go to the pumpkin patch. Ain't no pumpkins on the day of the Lord. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the Sabbath. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, uh, other than that, finished The Last Dance, which I'm sure everybody finished a long time ago. It was great. And now that I'm done with that, I am right back into Dragon Ball Super. So Yes, how far you made it? Uh, I, I left off right when the reveal of Super Saiyan Rose. <laughs> I liked how, I like how Goku, he, uh, so they go, they go into the future and then they come back from the future. And they're like questioning him, like, so what happened? He's like, we ran into Zamazu and Goku Black. They're like, what? And what happened? Goku Black hit this new level of Super Saiyan. What is it? It's called Super Saiyan Rose. And then Bulma goes. So they they hit this awesome level of power. And the best they could come up with was Rose. And Goku just blows right by and is like, so we got to take down Goku Black. (laughs) 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 Yeah. um, So yeah, the Super Saiyan Rose is a thing. And uh, Zamazu's uh, Invincible. And the next episode, I'm going to, I guess, learn about Zamasu's quest to get the uh, Super Dragon Balls and all that. Yes. Yeah. So it's getting real, (laughs) A-Dub. It's that whole story arc is so real. Yeah. 
I mean, it, it's, it, it's a roller coaster. Incredible. Yeah, super is incredible. If you have Hulu, it just got added on there. Um, so yeah, feel free to watch it. It's all the dubs. Um, yeah, it's kicking ass. How have you been, A Dub? Well, hanging in there, you know, the the jump roping has taken a toll on my ankles. So I'm starting to wear shoes when I do it now. Yeah, <laughs> nice. yeah I was just jump roping on like a thin ass yoga mat on the, the hardwood floors and just a few weeks of that. It it feels like there's there's no soft tissue in my ankles. Like it's hard to walk. Yeah, that's, that's why that's why they made those shoes, those cross trainers. Yeah, so I'm wearing shoes now. <laughs> <laughs> and um, for the time being, I'm cutting my jump rope time from 20 minutes down to 10, just yeah. until my my ankles feel more more spry and and youthful. Yeah, you got working those those ankle calluses. What is that when you just flexing your ankle in all directions? Nah, I'm just messing around. <laughs> like you gotta like work oh, in your fists. Calluses. Yeah, you just working like calisthenics. Fist. Oh yeah, nah. Keep it going, though. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's about the gist of it. You know, the we, we moved offices at work, so got to go in, see my coworkers, set up my new office, get an idea of what that's going to be like at some point in the hopefully not too distant future. Uh, other than that, just staying home, staying healthy, staying alive. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, by the time you hear this, uh, we'll have had an election, and so oh. we'll have. Uh, we'll be interesting to see who our leader is. <laughs> well, I mean, we may not have the results on that night. <laughs> yeah. It may take longer. I mean, that's not going to stop anybody from declaring victory and further yeah. throwing the whole process into turmoil. But you know, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, we got we got some things going on, but at least we have video games to get lost in while the world works itself. While the world has to talk with itself and works things out. Exactly. So speaking of a dove, what have you been playing? Well, uh, you know, since I kind of decided that I wasn't going to catch up on Inktober, I think I tapped out at day 11. So, you know, I made it further than I did last year, which is good. So I made progress there. But, you know, since I had a glut of free time back, I decided to fire up Rebel Galaxy Outlaw yet again, especially now that I'm past that one mission that was giving me trouble. Uh, I've been looking at a walkthrough, not necessarily for hints and tips, but more just to see where I was in the story and how much further I had to go. So I, I knew I only had a handful of missions. I noticed that the structure of the game, uh, one mission is just going to a place and talking to somebody in order to advance the story. So I had six missions left, which meant I had three actual missions to conduct. They were two of the biggest missions that I've played in the game so far, just massive dogfights with capital ships, multiple factions. Uh, the performance dipped quite a bit, but it was still playable. It was still enjoyable. And as you thinned out the ranks, the performance gradually loosened up a bit. And then the last mission would also happen to be one of those just go and talk to somebody missions. So then that was the end of the game. Got my trophy sitting at 73% on level 286, trying to get up to the 300 club. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Finished off Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. You can check out videos of that on twitch.tv slash control issues pod if you feel so inclined. Uh, today, I 
since I'm sort of a backlog free agent now, I can dip back into any partially completed game that I still have open. So I decided to get another taste of Forgone, which is an indie game that's looks like it's a Dead Cells clone, but with more emphasis on like style and slightly slower combat, less action oriented than a Dead Cells is. It, it's trying to tell a story and I'm having a blast with it. It's a very, it's a much more simple game than a Dead Cells is, but I think it does its objective well. It looks good while it does it. It's entertaining. It's not, it's not incredibly challenging. Like I just beat the second boss. And even though we were exchanging blows, eventually I figured out the pattern. It just couldn't touch me. You know, I would make an odd mistake here or there, heal myself back in it. I'm just cutting away at him. But yeah, enjoying the hell out of that game. Although Rebel Galaxy got me a really big just itch for maybe some Everspace 2 or some Galaxy. It's most likely Everspace 2. And just to play around with that kind of those kind of ships and those kind of physics because Everspace, like, I feel like I could land a ship on a moving asteroid if I wanted to <laughs> in Everspace. There's just so much control. So yeah, I'll mess around with that, probably pop a couple trophies and then get back to something more serious like Divinity 2 or Bioshock Infinite. More than likely, I'm going to go Infinite because that'll be the end of a trilogy as well as the end of that game. And then I'll feel a little more free to do other things. But AMC, what have you been playing? Oh, I have been putting in work on that Doom Eternal. I feel like I didn't make any progress by making the ultimate progress. Um, I so in Doom Eternal they have these, I guess, challenges. These um, they're kind of survival uh, challenges within the levels, and you find it. You can choose to skip it. If you do it, <clears throat> you get a. Uh, I don't think it's a weapon point. But you get some type of skill point that you can use to like you know bolster your abilities and um it's always fucking impossible or really hard i shouldn't say fucking impossible because i've completed them but they are super hard and this one um i started playing it maybe like midweek and i just beat it last night like just i put in an hour here an hour there an hour here and i just die die just constantly <laughs> dying and like at first it's like and you feel the progression, which is good. That's the only reason why I'm doing it is by uh, by accepting that challenge. Every time I, by the time I complete it, I've learned something new about the game and how the game needs to be played or something that I'm not utilizing enough because they do give you a wide array of like just a huge arsenal. You have, you have a frag grenade, you have an ice grenade. I have a shotgun. I have the double barrel super shotgun. I have a rocket launcher. Um, I got the plasma rifle. Uh, I also have uh, a machine gun that alternates with a mod that gives out micro mission, micro missiles. So it's just, and, and then there's still more to come. I also have my chainsaw. I have a flamethrower. There's just a lot there. And uh, I also have a super, a blood punch, I should say, that builds up. It's an adrenaline punch. Um, so there's a ton of things to use. And if you get caught up in a certain play style, you won't utilize all your weapons and they all do serve a purpose. I had mentioned in the past that enemies have weaknesses, things along those lines. So you do want to understand everything in the game, all your weapons so that you can really take advantage of their strengths. 
And so uh, by doing the challenges, it really forces you to use a lot of your arsenal because one, you go through a lot of ammo and two, they throw certain enemy types at you and you have to adjust to whatever wave is being thrown at you at the moment. And so uh, with this one, it was just super hard. Like I was struggling constantly, constantly dying. And it came down to last night. I, I, I got a little smoke in me. I got a little mm. drink in me. Yeah, West and coasting. I, yeah, just straight West coasting. And um, I started to started to feel like a little bit of like progression. I was getting better at it. And then at one point I got a deep run. There's about like four waves in this survival challenge. And I got to the fourth wave and I kept dying there. And this time uh, I'd gone through a couple of different like uh, styles of attacks. And eventually I'd settled on the super shotgun, which only has like nine shots because it's a double barrel. So it's using two, it's using two every time and it has like a long reload, but those shots are, just powerful there's a lot of kick and it it, it puts a hurting on the end on the demons and once i settled on that i got far in there i died one time on that fourth round but i immediately felt that oh this can be beat now i know i got this now i have it i understand the level i understand the terrain and you figured it out i have the weapon and now it's just about executing it i basically i believed in the process and got myself there and then so i finally got that perfect run took out all the enemies, got that skill point, and then immediately saved. It was like midnight, and it was daylight savings. And so I just, it was time to go to sleep. So yeah, that's all I pretty much did this week was try to beat that challenge. Um, other than that, played a little bit of Ori. That game is fun. It is difficult. Like People had said Ori was tough, and I'm here to say Ori is fucking tough. But it's a great good, game. Good. Absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, let's get into the topics of the week. Top topics of the week. Oh, a dub. We have, uh, I think this is the delay apocalypse 3.0. <laughs> I'm not sure how many episodes we've done to this, but yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're back in it with the, with the delays. A dub. Some, yes, some surprising season of delays. Yeah. Some surprising, some maybe not, but uh, yeah, you want to lead this off a dub. Yeah, I'll eat this. Uh, I got something for you. I'm coming in hot. <laughs> I'm leading off off top with the big delay that just made waves throughout the entire industry. Cyberpunk 2077 delayed again. But how? Until... I, thought that, I thought that game went platinum. <laughs> you mean gold? <laughs> went platinum. Yeah, it went it went gold. What the last show we did, or the second to last show we did? Game went gold. Now we're getting hit with the delay. It's now been moved to December 10th. And of course, this comes with it a whole bunch of other side stories, like suddenly the developer's PR team has to address all the tweets that they put out. When they announced that, oh, no more delays. Oh, the game's gone gold. Oh, yeah, it won't be, it won't be delayed anymore after this. Uh, back, 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 backtrack. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I definitely appreciate their honesty in at least going back and addressing those posts rather than just letting that that marinate <laughs> like most developers would. Uh, some quotes from some statements that they made were where it might seem unrealistic. When someone says that 21 days can make any difference in such a massive and complex game, but they really do. <laughs> so. Yeah, it shows how well uh, you want to get into this. Uh, obviously, there is the whole thing with there was other delay. There's the talks of crunch. 
yada yada um and then we have this delay uh how, how does this affect your your hype for the game uh it it changes nothing i mean the game's going to come out when the game's done and i'd rather the game come out when they're comfortable with it rather than coming out when they aren't it having issues hampering my gameplay experience and then that's something that people will decide to get upset about because you know, we've spoken about this for years and years. It's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, you you put it out, but it's problematic. People will flame you. You don't put it out yet because it's not good enough for people. People will send you death threats and, you know, just otherwise lose their shit. So, you know, personally, has no effect. My copy's already paid for. I really don't care. AFC, how do you feel about it? I mean, it one it shows the uh, the importance of that day one patch. Like you, you can have a game go gold, and then there's now the 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 final touches get put on the game, and you kind of assume that's going to hopefully be taken care of by day one. And obviously, there are games that come out and they have their issues, and so the day one patch wasn't able to address that. Maybe it's something that they weren't aware of once so many people suddenly picked up their game and did things different than what the beta testers did, or they just didn't have enough time. And you see right here, they needed more time to get that day one patch so that the game would be right uh, at launch. And so it, it makes sense. It's kind of crazy just because you never really hear about a game going gold and then getting delayed at that point. But I mean, as they pointed out, and this is a very special situation, it's not only the fact that like we are dealing with COVID and when we talk about the other delays that COVID is going to come into play with the delays of those games. Uh, then you throw on top of that, the fact that you're making a game that's going to be cross-gen, so you're developing for multiple consoles, the One X, the One S, the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 4 Pro, PlayStation 5, PlayStation or Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S. Um, yeah, you have so <laughs> many consoles and then PC on top of that. You have so much that you have so many uh, platforms that are going to be playing this game. And so you just have to, put this game through the ringer to see where it's going to have an issue and on what console there was a story uh, this week with um, watchdogs legion and uh, yeah watchdogs legion on the xbox one x so this one particular console for some reason that game causing overheating with that console and them having to put out a patch to <laughs> to fix that um, and so yeah it just shows there are you have to have your hands in so many places because there are just different players are going to have different experiences and you're, you're trying to get as much of a uniform, perfect experience as possible. And so I understand why they do it. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but um, the thing I always say is if a game comes out and it runs great on day one, people quickly forget about how the development process cycle went and so um yeah it's it's unfortunate but it's still coming out within this year um not that big of a deal i wasn't going to get it day one anyways so I'm, I'm sure other people have an issue i mean what do you think about the whole thing with like developing the game for you know current gen and that having an effect on the release date yeah so that's another side story from this whole delay situation honestly i think at this point especially with the number of delays that this game has undergone, 
it might just be in everyone's best interest that they cancel the current gen versions. It's like, what's the point? People are already saying they're they're not going to buy it on current gen anyway. <laughs> it's delayed. Apparently, it's ready on PC, and I imagine subsequently it'll be ready on you know the next gen whenever they decide that's ready, since they have more more hardware resources to work with. But just cancel it. <laughs> just cancel current gen. Focus on next gen. Focus on PC. Get it going there. Make it exactly what it needs to be. Get the best possible first impression to make up for all of these shortcomings along the way. And keep it trucking to The Witcher 4. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough situation. And especially for them specifically, CD Projekt Red, because they are so consumer-friendly that, yeah, it would be easy. Like, that would be the easy answer is, fuck it, let's just cut off the previous generation and just focus on this this current generation or the next gen and when the time comes um but yeah yeah the people who pre-ordered it the people who are actually still planning to buy it regardless of the delay that have the old consoles um this company wouldn't leave them behind it would be it would be pretty crazy if they did do that if they decided like fuck it fuck them <laughs> like, like <laughs> let's just let's just put out the better game and they'll just we'll just wait for them to get the next gen consoles but i mean they're, they're a company that tries to make everybody happy and when it comes to that that usually ends up having their workforce having to put in more hours <laughs> because now they have to live up to that standard at every moment <laughs> yeah so they they paint themselves in a corner with this whole good guy pro-consumer stuff it's yeah now anything short of that is uh you'll you'll lose everybody so yeah man it's just make it for next gen this isn't the first time that this has happened i mean the last guardian <laughs> was supposed to be a PS3 game that got moved to PS4. Uh, Final Fantasy Versus 13 got canceled on PS3 and got moved to PS4, rebranded as Final Fantasy 15, also multi-platform. Uh, what, Kingdom Hearts 3, that got moved to current gen and multi-platform. So this isn't the first time a developer would be in a situation where a particular version of a game had to get canceled along the way while they focus on newer hardware so there's a precedent for it this isn't the first time a game has been delayed while in the gold process or the gold phase so just cancel the current gen version <laughs> that's all you gotta do but that, but, that greed know. that greed yeah, that, that lazy that laziness you're not gonna turn down that money <laughs> that that overhype <laughs> Oh man, all oh, that hype. Yeah, a lot of there as many level-headed people as there are who just, you know, we get the game when we get the game. Better to get it when they're comfortable than to not get it at all or to get it when it's a piece of crap. But there are people out there who just want it now. <laughs> and they don't care. Ah, they don't give a damn what you're going through. I want my game. Yes, these are your trolls of the week coming sideways to CD Project Red in Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first show says all that overworking and rushing that they have their employees doing and it's still not done. Won't be surprised if it's a hot mess. Yeah. Uh, next show says lol all i can do is shake my head this is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> 
next show says i took three days off work for this what the fuck <laughs> damn three days three days that is commitment it was gonna get through an entire playthrough before he went back to work <laughs> the new man <laughs> and his life <laughs> i took three days off work i completed my life as a futuristic street runner yeah <laughs> i made it to the top I figured out the secrets of cyberpunk and now I'm ready to change the water (laughs) on the Brita. So let's do this. Uh, Next troll says, what a joke they're becoming. I got a feeling this game's going to be buggy as hell. Oh, Buck Thesda. The new Buck Buck Thesda. You made your Elder Scrolls. You made your, what, you got your Witcher which are three, and then now, now you got your, <laughs> now you got your bullshit again. Is it is is Cyberpunk gonna be their Fallout seventy six? <laughs> Cyberbugs. <laughs> Next show says Cyberpunk will not live up to the hype. How many times have gamers had a darling developer that they thought could do no wrong, only to be disappointed? Gamers never learn. It'll be a good game, but I don't think it's even gonna be the best game of the year, and definitely not the best game ever. And, uh, is there at this point is there a darling developer like who who is above the fold <laughs> well it used to be naughty dog and then the last of us leaks happened well and then they they became two sjw yeah okay. then it was then it was cd project red until the homophobia stuff started coming out <laughs> yeah, like rock and the delays started stacking up Rockstar it, it was rockstar for a little bit, it, but they got too popular too fast, and people hated them just because of that. They didn't let you run in town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it at the moment it's still from software. <laughs> they the the too hard people. They they haven't taken them down enough. I guess they're no, their community they're still trying extra them. hard too. Yeah, their community still supports them, but. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like is there anybody that nobody complains about? <laughs> is there anybody that nobody complains about? The darling. Uh, uh, team Cherry, Hollow Knight. Yeah. Yeah, not yet though. <laughs> Metroidvania is too many of these games. There's not enough room. I could have played this on a Super NES. Yeah. <laughs> uh next show says this is why overhyping shit is not good. <laughs> Next, next troll says, even with all the cyber crunch, cyber crunch, you know, about that. you know about cyber crunch. You think, you think Keanu Reeves is even aware that this game hasn't come out yet? <laughs> as far as we know, Keanu Reeves probably thinks the game has like, is like been out since he did his presentation. <laughs> oh man, next troll sets up a little dialogue. He says, gamers. How dare developers release games before they're done? Also, gamers, how dare developers delay games? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Take a little sip of my bone vive. They're, they're not sponsoring us yet, but they need to. Yeah, Next show. Yeah, I'm sipping on some bone vive. Got, <laughs> got a bunch of the office. The, <laughs> helping the myself. The underground legend. Yes. <laughs> Next troll says this game is going to be a huge disappointment. It's not going to deliver. The overhype is going to kill this game. Oh, this is too hyped up, ain't it? How is it too hyped up? I mean, weren't we at a point where people complaining because they didn't they didn't show enough or they didn't know what they're going to be doing in the game? Yeah. 
but too many people are excited for it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's overhyped. People are people are looking too forward to it. <laughs> Next troll says, or last troll says, excuse me, stupid game. <laughs> That's an easy one. No hot garbage, but stupid game works for me. Just a just, stupid game. Just a stupid game. Just, I hate it. Yeah, like looking at a child, just stupid child. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Just so dismissive. It is yeah. what it is. Yeah, for these guys, it's like, yo, looking for any reason to kick CD Projekt Red while they're down. Like, don't get me wrong. I've been championing for the past few years that people need to wake up and see that the things that they they always come out and say they're doing, there's a little bit more to it. However, at this point in time, you know, this is kind of what happens when you build up that kind of image, but hey, it's not that big of a deal because they still make outstanding games. They still stand for, you know, genuine principles and things like that. The company will be fine despite hearing that they lost a considerable amount of market value <laughs> once this delay was announced. I think it was something on the order of like $2 billion in market cap. Insane. Oh yeah, man, it's, the game's coming. It'll get here when it'll get here. Hopefully, it won't be very problematic and we can all enjoy it to a, a reasonable standard. And then we'll get our next gen upgrades. It'll probably be better. Just chill the fuck out. There's plenty of games to play to, you know, not be around here stuck on one. Find something else. Chill the fuck out. Yeah. The next delay, though, A-Dub. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, like like I said in the beginning of the segment, the cyberpunk delay caused a little bit of a ripple effect. What you got, AMC? So, um, this coming by way of Ubisoft, which is uh, a developer known for delays at this point. <laughs> they had multiple... Uh, Cross-gen titles that were delayed. This was in the original Delay Apocalypse, I believe. Those games are now coming out, and the games that people are looking forward to um, <laughs> coming early next year are now getting further delays. So this coming actually from a was a financial report. So this is uh, an internal thing that the company does with your boy Yves Grimaud. Um, Yeah, so Far Cry 6 and... Rainbow Six Siege or Rainbow Six Quarantine will both be delayed into the next fiscal year. Rainbow Six, uh, Fire, Far Cry Six. Let's get it. All right, let's get all the sixes right. So Far Cry Six uh, was originally supposed to come out February 18, 2021. By pushing it into the next fiscal year, it could come out between a window of April 2021 or March 2022. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they basically in their report um, said that this was to leverage the full potential of the game with all the challenges in production due to COVID-19. Uh, so once again, that bug is affecting when we get our games and our future happiness. It's delayed gratification. That's what this virus is, should be called, delayed gratification. Wear your damn mask. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean... Rainbow Six, Far Cry Six, and Rainbow Six Quarantine games that I wasn't super excited about, but you know people play these games. Um, and I mean, Rainbow Six Siege has been just 
constantly on NPD. <laughs> like, uh, I think there's no real rush to get out quarantine. Maybe even the delay is better for the game because, you know, who knows if people might have quarantine fatigue <laughs> by the time this game comes out. So maybe getting, uh, getting this game delayed to uh, a full year later might be a good thing for just people to, you know, people might want to play happier games at that point. It might be a little too close to home. Uh, is there a such thing as a happy game? A happy game? I mean, Bugsnack sounds like a happy game. Yes. <laughs> the future the future <laughs> game to end all games. Mark my words. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. But I mean, COVID-19 is going to COVID-19 just the fuck out of and it's also just a sign to people are like oh when 2020 ends my life will be sunshines and lollipops um yeah not. it doesn't work that way <laughs> <laughs> these, these things are going to have lasting effects and we're going to be dealing with the uh the fallout of covid for a long time so uh yeah just get comfortable and play the games that you do have because hunker down yeah you're not going to be getting what you want as soon as possible Speaking of a dub, we yes. have more delays. Yes, our next delay coming from Sony. <laughs> PS5 launch game Destruction All Stars delayed to February. However, there's a silver lining to this delay because Destruction All Stars will launch on PlayStation Plus. Oh, what, 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 what? Yeah. So, you know, poking around on the internet, my usual conversation channels, uh, it looks like a lot of people were expressing that they either had no interest or had little interest in this game, but now that it's going to be free, they're at least going to give it a shot. So I feel like this ends up being the better move for this title because it'll definitely get a lot more exposure than it would have being a full price next gen game. So, you know, it, you take the good with the bad. Sometimes delays come with a little sunshine behind the, behind the clouds. Yeah. I mean, um, We've seen this, like as far as like Rocket League's games like that, getting that PS Plus boost um, to set up a community for people then to come and join later. Rocket League is now free, <laughs> so like if uh, giving any sign of like maybe how you handle these games, but uh, yeah, it it was definitely a game that I had no interest in purchasing, and now if anything gives me more incentive to at least have a playstation before february i believe uh the report said it'll be out for two months so it won't just be for one month at least uh for free on ps plus but um i think it's a great move it makes total sense um eat whatever if like i know there's a lot of speculation like oh the pre-orders must have been terrible and that's why they did this who knows maybe that could have been the case and it also could be the case that they do believe in this game and it's just a matter of we feel that if we get this game into people's hands, it will have a greater chance to succeed and thrive. Um, and so, yeah, it's a, it's a smart move. It's one of those shrewd moves in a way, but I guess beneficial to the consumer as opposed to, uh, as A-Dub mentioning, being like, fuck them. <laughs> like, we're, we're just not going to give it to a certain generation. Uh, this, this in, on the on the other hand is actually putting it in more people's hands. So yeah, I think it's a great move. And yeah, I was, they announced what bug snacks was also going to be a PS plus title. Yes. Uh, and game of the generation. Yeah. So they're, <laughs> they're trying to set up at least their first party games that don't have that 
immediate brand recognition. Um, they're trying to set those games up to have a community that's uh, easily accessible at, at launch. So that, it, I like the move. I applaud it. Yes. Well, speaking of moves, we got our next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. Another delay oh. <laughs> in the apocalypse in the wake of the the planet killing asteroid that is Cyberpunk 2077 not hitting the 1119 release date. Uh Everspace 2 delayed because of Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> <laughs> so specifically, this is Everspace 2's early access. So it had a release and it's being moved back it was i believe it was coming out in december now their early access is moving back to january so you know a little bad news they sent out beta keys though i i don't have a i backed the game so i got a beta key but i don't have a, a rig that's capable of running that game so i let one of the homies get it can't let all that everspace 2 go to waste so yeah man it's cyberpunk's having effects all over the industry i'm trying to tell people stuff is shuffling not at the not at the king has moved his castle. Yes, sir. It is what it is. I mean, those are pretty much the delays. It's uh, it's sad, but I mean, it's we're at this point. We're at the crossroads where we're about to head into this next gen, and you throw in COVID um, affecting you know work from home development and all that stuff. So I mean, it's if you look at it they're handling it as well as they can. And I mean, because we, we at least haven't seen a game get canceled. There have been games that have been canceled without COVID without Trump being president (laughs) 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 and and everything else going on. And so, I mean, um, to have a game just delayed with everything, like with the insanity that the world is, that's, we're, we're doing all right, A-Dub. The companies are still at least in business. <laughs> the president tried twice to to blame gun violence on video games in his four years as, as leader of the United States. Never get old. Huh? They always, always get gets old. You can always blame it on video games. <laughs> it's always sitting in the back of some politician's mind. Like whenever they need some kind of scapegoat to defend their, their harmful industry of some sort. Like, oh, if you weren't playing these video games. <laughs> And you could have as many AR-15s as you want. Yeah. <laughs> and now, A-Dub, let's get into the next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. You want me to take this one, or you got a story that you that you just you can't wait to jump on? Well, it looks like we both got a lot of arrows in our quiver, as Nancy Pelosi would say. So I think you could take the next shot. All right. You know what? Usually, this is something that we would end the episode on, but... I, I kind of like this. Uh, as mentioned earlier, we got PlayStation Plus November games revealed. <laughs> um, yeah, so one of the games, as mentioned earlier, is going to be Bug Snacks on the PS5. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, um, you had mentioned you feel you feel Bug, Sla- Bug Snacks is the sleeper hit. Um, what do you think about this? I'm not going to say sleeper hit. I won't say sleeper hit. I just think that it's going to take people by surprise mm-hmm. and it's just going to be one of those, one of those games that it becomes popular and no one can explain why, yeah. or at least no one within our age group can explain why like the, the younger folk and those of us in our age group, that get it. will be able to explain it perfectly. It's just a matter of that 
being able to be received. Because when you look at games such as a Fortnite, a Minecraft, and things of that nature, you like on their surface, they look a certain way, but there's something else that's going on between the game and the player that that's hard to articulate. And that's just, that's, that's the whole foundation of what makes certain games special to certain people while other games have no effect whatsoever. So I'm, I fully see that potential in bug snacks. Yeah. Like the, the way I, I would articulate it is there's some games that, maybe not critically like um like score high but they win the internet <laughs> if yeah. that's a way to look at it like you look at what was it like the untitled goose game like before it came out everybody was talking about it yep. and then when it comes out didn't matter if the game was going to be good or bad because people knew what the game was and it delivered on that <laughs> um i think of another game like it's already- it was it was completely it was completely unique like it moved and looked a way of its own that's i mean that's bug snacks all day mm-hmm. like untitled goose game was just a master stroke of genius yeah and like the other game i would say like it's a, an established franchise so i wouldn't compare it directly with bug snacks but a game like animal crossing it's one of the best-selling games of the year holding on strong in a year that has what the last of us two and other games um and it won like i just know the subreddit's huge all a bunch of celebrities were playing it and hopping into other people's villages my niece is still loving it it's her favorite game aoc uh, had a town yeah Joe biden had a town <laughs> had an was, island i think china was trying to shut it down because people were working in propaganda <laughs> like, <laughs> people were telling the truth yeah um and so yeah like uh it's there are certain games that just win the internet and it's like it just it finds its following and the community just continues growing and people just love sharing and talking about it and yeah but, us. yes and so yeah bug snacks seems like a game that's in line with that just from some of the excitement i've been hearing around it <laughs> hell yeah uh, so the, uh, a game that will be on ps4 and ps5 available on ps plus in november this being Middle Earth Shadow of War. There it is. Yeah. So if you hadn't gotten to this one, you now can. If you were wondering what happened to the Nemesis system, you can find out. <laughs> you know what? It, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea to download that. Yeah. I could see I, myself doing that. Man, would predictions. You think that we see a resurgence of the Nemesis system in the next gen? <laughs> or is that something that's gonna stay stay on the uh the ps4 generation (laughs) i think the the shadow franchise had two very pristine opportunities to make the nemesis system be the thing like if the nemesis system is going to become popularized in modern gaming i don't think the the shadow series is the one that's going to make that push I think they put the idea out there, much like a, a win back or a kill switch put out, you know, the idea of cover systems in games, but it was Gears of War that came along that popularized it. So if the Nemesis system does bounce back, it'll be because another franchise does it to an extent where it's like, oh, wait a minute, like we can make games like this now. Yeah, it's like the kid who grew up watching LeBron. And then like comes out and then fucking or everybody who watched Jordan and then and then Kobe comes along. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally get yeah, it. Yeah, because everybody in the league watched Jordan, but it's like who's 
who's the one who is going to tap into that realm of majesty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like who's going to be the next chosen one to lead the sport to its, its, its higher stage. Yeah. I mean, only one person can get the one for all <laughs> and, yeah. they, and they have to choose the successor and everybody else just has to do their best around them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then this one, a huge one, you can definitely speak on this one. This being Hollow Knight Void Heart Edition for PS4 yeah. owners. I mean, if you haven't bought it, the, there's no excuse now. Get Hollow Knight. It's you're either going to get it at the outset, or it just might take some time. So if you're not enjoying yourself in like the first couple of hours, just give it like one or two more hours. Yeah. It's like I, I don't know. It's at first, I played it for like 20 minutes the first time I picked it up. I was like, yeah, I see what's going on here, whatever. Then I decided like, okay, I'm going to actually push this game. I'm going to start over. I'm going to see what it has to offer me through like the first boss encounter. And just as I dug deeper into it, began upgrading, began getting powers, began opening up more of that glorious world that they crafted is just like, this game is the shit. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't know what I was doing in that first 20 minutes or why I didn't get it, but I get it now. And it's outstanding. Like Hollow Knight is the shit. Yeah. It's like in a generation that's like full of just legendary Metroidvanias. This is definitely up there. Um, game. Every time I, I, I watch a lot of your gameplay, it looked amazing. I mean, and yeah, it's just it's on that list with the guacamelees, the uh, the Ori in the Blind Forest, and every other Metroidvania that I played this generation. Yeah, so yeah, it's one of those ones that I got to play. Do it, yes, just sir. Make sure you do it. It's yeah. it's one of the ones. I'll definitely be marking it. Um, actually, speaking of marking it and getting to it later uh there is a note in the next topic of the week top topic of the week this is more of actually just a confirmation i mean it's kind of, it was already expected but you know we needed to confirm so this coming by way of the director of product management jason ronald he confirmed via tweet about Xbox's backwards compatibility. So after 500,000 hours of testing, we're excited to share that all Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One games playable on Xbox One today, except for the handful that require Connect because of Connect, will be available mm-hmm. <laughs> and look and because play better. Because that didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll look and play better on Xbox Series X and S at launch. So just a confirmation, whatever Xbox games, 360 games and beyond, as long as it wasn't using the Kinect or relied heavily on the Kinect, will be playable on the next generation of consoles. That's good. Uh, yeah. The the note that I was thinking there, because uh, just talking with Hollow Knight and the fact that I can just mark it and it won't be a thing where it's like, and now I'll never be able to play this game again once I get my PlayStation 5. Like games that I'm, I can still pick up games now knowing that there will be backwards compatibility with PlayStation 4 games. So like I'm, I'm liking that because I have been looking at sales and it's like, well, why bother? I'm just going <laughs> to get a PlayStation 5, so I'm not going to get to this game. And it's like, oh, wait, no, I can still play this game. And in fact, I can play it on a better console. 
So I don't know that gives a little more validity to backwards compatibility because I've always been one of those people that's like, why are they complaining? <laughs> like they could, they, they just want to play old games that they played before. But the idea of having that that backlog and you know having to leave games behind as you move from generation to generation, uh, backwards compatibility at least gives a little more time. AMC can play Galaxy at some point. AMC <laughs> better play Galaxy at some point. That game is phenomenal. Yes. <laughs> uh, do you have a note, A-Dub, for topic of the week? Topic of the week. To- topic of, of the, the week. week. Wait, on the current topic or just another topic? Uh, on another topic. Uh, from Software has emerged with a message for their fans. What? <laughs> so Actually... That? First, they emerged with Sekiro news. So we're going to be getting an update that like has lets you replay bosses and brings all kinds of other good stuff to the game. They put that's not in it. No, <laughs> maybe next time. But uh, that's not the meat of their most recent activity. So after they did the Sekiro news, the community began asking them, "Yo, what's going on with Elden Ring? Is it dead?" <laughs> So Farm responded, just letting people know, uh, we greatly appreciate all the enthusiasm and support shown for Elden Ring, our next dark fantasy action RPG. We hope you look forward to it. So in their own way, confirming that the game is still in development, chill out, let us do the thing that we do best. RRR and still working on it. George Yes, that's his new name from henceforth. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, still, that, that he's game. he's not working on it. He finished his consultancy work like months ago, maybe sometime last year. The, let's put it this way: by the time you heard about him working on the game, he was already done. <laughs> so that's that. Now this is all Miyazaki and From Software territory. So just let them do their thing. They're going to deliver. When they start not delivering, let's let's then reevaluate our strategy here until then to luck out. From software, Elden Ring still alive. AFC, you got another topic of the week. Top topic of the week. This coming by way of Sony A dub. Oh no, Sony. It's a lot of news, Sony. Yeah. <laughs> you don't mess it up. This is a positive story though. This having to do with the pre-sales. So Sony has pre-sold as many units of the PlayStation 5 in the U.S. in the first 12 hours they were available as it did in the first 12 weeks for the PlayStation 4, according to Jim Ryan. So there's a lot of excitement. People are snatching it up. He also mentioned in that interview, I believe it was Reuters, that it might be a little hard to get a console at launch. <laughs> yeah, there are going to be more PS5s than PS4s at launch, but he says that due to... This incredible demand is still going to be tough to find yours. Uh, at is, the same token, they, they said that by March, they want to have 7.6 million of these out in the wild, which is incredible. Yeah, I mean, what's pretty amazing about that is, once again, like in, in an age or in a time period where you assume like everything is just going to shit, like these businesses <laughs> are, are figuring out ways to put out like consoles beyond the expectations. Like if anything, this is maybe 
a lower number than what they could have done if they were able to maybe uh, have full full production for these consoles. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm sure they threw a ton of extra money and a ton of extra hours <laughs> of overtime uh, to get what they could out there. And it's still an incredibly high number. Um, if anything, it'll maybe build to the momentum because we know how the PlayStation 2, how that ended up selling. And that was a console that launched with a very little, with a, with a lot of scarcity, I'll say, at launch. <laughs> uh, people, were, people were in lines for hours trying to get a hold of that, buying it, but third party and all types of shit. Uh, Family so, split up over that. Yeah. Um, so I remember um, just how popular that was. And this this seems to be just as popular, if not even more and so, uh, yeah, this is um, that's a good note because um, I'm, I'm sure there are a ton of people who try to pull that bullshit like, oh, I'm gonna cancel my pre-order because I haven't seen what the uh, what the bar looks like. <laughs> uh, so oh, yeah, I'm man. sure if they canceled it, somebody already scooped it up at, by this time. <laughs> Shit. Well, got our next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. More Sony news. Looks like Sony's aiming to buy Crunchyroll for almost a billion dollars. What? So Crunch Crunch is it's going down there in final negotiations. Oh. Might be might be getting Crunchyroll included with the PS Plus. Oh. Are we gonna get all the Naruto's on PS Plus? We're gonna get free <laughs> anime. <everything. laughs> we're gonna get wait. We're gonna get we're gonna get Uncharted the anime. We're gonna get God of War the anime. With dubs <laughs> on, on dubs, <laughs> we gonna get the the first great My Hero Academia game. Yeah, <laughs> cinematic, <laughs> open world, <laughs> in a forest. Yeah, I mean it's uh, interesting. I mean they've played around with uh with like TV. They had that man. It, it escapes me right now, but I remember they had that that show. It was like PlayStation TV or oh Powers. Yeah, they had Powers. Um, and I, I watched like a couple episodes. I fell off of it, but um, it'd be interesting to see what they could do with Crunchyroll because this is, I would say, a little more in their wheelhouse <laughs> than what Powers was, uh, and it's already a, a proven product, a proven commodity, as opposed to uh, hey, let's let's just take a chance with like getting into television. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they pick this up, what they're able to do with that type of partnership. Mm-hmm. Is it you know just adding more value to the PlayStation experience, or maybe they're just getting their hooks into that anime world so they can get that, that anime money? Anime's big right now, like I said, My Hero doing things, Dragon Ball Super. I mean, all kinds of anime movies come out that are just killing it, and it shows that they're just diversifying. I mean, there is that what their investment in Epic, or yeah, to, like, and they obviously use the Unreal Engine. Um, and then, yeah, with Crunchyroll, like it, it, I don't know, it shows that Sony is looking outside of just gaming. Like they're almost trying to build, once again, like just become a, a media entity as opposed to just a video gaming entity. Hey, so they got their hooks in Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah, they locked him down. <laughs> uh, you have anything else, A Dub? Any more oh, topics? Yeah. We got we got your boy Sean Murray. He's getting a little prolific these days. Mm. All in the videos, all in the interviews. Mm. This time he's chiming in to let us know 
that No Man's Sky Next Generation is a PS5 Xbox Series X S launch title. Launch title. Yes, launch title. So when you guys boot up your Series Xs and your PlayStation 5s, if you already have No Man's Sky or if if you're just getting it when you get these consoles, you will be treated to quite the visual extravaganza. Uh, So No Man's Sky is already on, you know, version 3.0 plus by now. It's gotten substantial content updates. Not even going to bother you with all the details of all that as we've been covering that in real time over the life of the title. So just picture everything that No Man's Sky already does to the degree that it already does it. And imagine now you'll be getting fuller worlds uh, so worlds will now be more densely packed with thousands more rocks, alien grasses, and exotic flora on screen at any time. Uh, it's 32-player multiplayer. You're going to get a 4K, 60 frames per second performance mode. Uh, improved visuals such as shadows, greater draw distances, thousands more objects on screen, and improved lighting and volumetric effects. You're going to be able to build bigger basics, bigger bases, excuse me. There's going to be faster loading times, somewhere between a five and ten time reduction in loading. Uh, there's going to be cross play, so all platforms can play together, including between console generations. Uh, these are free upgrades for existing owners of the game, and your save progress will be able to be carried over. There's going to be haptics controls, and there's also going to be advanced audio while also maintaining VR support. Yeah, so quite the upgrade. I'm extremely excited because it's, you know, we we follow the No Man's Sky Twitter, you know, on the on the control issues Twitter, and like I always see these screenshots from the PC players, just like, damn, that planet looks crazy. Damn, that was crazy. All oh, those visuals, oh. <laughs> just like getting getting that FOMO on that PC. But now with PS5, we're getting these, these upgraded versions, which will, I don't know if it'll bring it up to the same the same visual quality as the PC version, but it, at least it's going to be substantially far ahead. So excited for that, just to see these worlds come to life even more. Uh, Sean Murray said some time ago, back when talking about, you know, future generations of hardware that for No Man's Sky, it's the game tremendously benefits from new hardware because the better the system, the the better it can run the algorithm, which is the core of the game. So now we're seeing what that looks like and allowing us to get just a, a richer, fuller, just more immersive experience. AMC, how do you feel about this? Do you still have No Man's Sky, but just waiting for the right time to jump back? I still have it. I just haven't hopped back in. Um, but yeah, I mean, what I love about this story is it continues. It's just like, you just throwing dirt on that, on that, on that grave of hate <laughs> that people that people have like tried to they tried to throw hello games in the grave and bury them alive but it seems like sean murray has found a way to throw the trolls in the grave yes. and bury them alive. <laughs> under each other <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah every time they announce something and the key is they're always announcing some amazing update and then by the way it's free yeah <laughs> Nobody's had to pay an extra dime and for nothing. I, yeah. Except, <laughs> except Xbox players. Yeah. The most that you would have had to pay for the game is possibly buying a VR headset to then experience it in VR. <laughs> Which I hear is 
quite the experience. Yeah, I imagine. So it's it's one of those games like I can't imagine by the end of the next console cycle what like No Man's Sky is gonna look look like <laughs> because now they'll have all this time to just continue to add and build upon that that algorithm. Maybe like by then, like No Man's Sky will just be Skynet and we'll be living in No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky becomes the Matrix. <laughs> it becomes self aware. <laughs> uh, if if they really intend to continue supporting this game at this rate and this level for a whole nother console generation like it's going to be unrecognizable in the next four or five years yeah if they can get if they can get space combat similar to rebel galaxy or rebel galaxy outlaw or ever space game would be easy sell to anybody I mean, it's right there. You got another topic of the week. I'm actually all fresh out of topics, A-Dub. All right, well, then I'll hit you with a couple quick ones on the way out. Uh, There's a League of Legends RPG that's coming to console, PC, and Switch next year. It's called Ruined King. And, yeah, they have a cinematic trailer out, so you guys can go check that out. Our friends over at IGN have it up, so you can check it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm already loving the art style and just the whole cinematic quality of the atmosphere that it seems to depict. So we'll see what the gameplay looks like. Don't know any particulars about it. Saw the characters, saw what looks like the main villain. So looking forward to hearing more about this title. And the last little quick hit, you know, add a little good news to your life. Control gets a surprise cloud version on Switch which is out as of October 28th. So it's been a few days now. Uh, What this means with it being cloud version is that your switch is going to have to be persistently connected to the internet in order to be able to run this game. So AMC, since this is your wheelhouse, how do you feel about it? It was great. I mean, the switch is figuring out ways to, I guess, stay relevant (laughs) and, um, despite like the limitations of its hardware and it's a game that's loved by many including um, myself yeah um and yeah it would have been unfortunate if there was an entire platform of people who maybe wanted this game but weren't able to just weren't able to play it um nintendo and it was a remedy they figured mm-hmm. out a way to make this possible and yeah if it runs right you have a great you have a good enough connection it does, uh, unfortunately, limit the possibilities of playing on the go. You might need a was a mobile hotspot yeah. to play it on the bus if you, you want to still play. Just a walking ball of radiation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, maybe once uh, was it uh, uh, Starlink? Nah, nah, your boy Convic Music. Uh, Acon. Acon. Acon's talking about making like a high tech city. <laughs> so, oh, Wakanda. <laughs> yeah, so you might be able to play that wherever you go. <laughs> <laughs> once that city's up and running um but yeah i mean it's it's a good it's a good story as far as um a game that uh has its following seems to be doing well has um had some negative press <laughs> as of late but um they needed a win and i think it's a win if they can get this game up and running on the switch i love the idea of even the shadow drop of just being like and it's available today <laughs> um go spend your little money on that 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's cool. It's uh, it's another game for the Switch. And yeah, there's always this talk about third-party games on the Switch. And is it just going to be only Nintendo first-party games? Those are the only games that can be played on the Switch. Well, it seems like developers have found ways to get on there. And why not? You have this console that continually um, is selling incredibly well, continues to outshine its predictions um as far as how much it's going to sell year on year console wise and at this point you have all these people with this console in their hands waiting to play some new games and guess what they got they got control now they can they can grab things and see particle physics maybe not some ray tracing but you can at least see particle particle physics physics. (laughs) (laughs) and then uh just on the way out to add another little win to the remedy corner they were on their twitter some months ago asking if they should probably do a control art book and they got a lot of positive feedback on that so available for pre-order on amazon is the art and making of control which a dub quickly pre-ordered and is expecting to arrive at the crib in about december 2020 so looking forward to that if you're into collecting gaming art books or if you're just an artist that wants some some reference material or insight into the creative process behind one of the most you know, inventive and original titles of this generation of consoles, there's your chance. Nice. Well, hey, Dub, do you have anything else before we call it a day? That is everything. Please control issues. I am the AM. You are control issues. Thanks. Sucker. Sucker.